Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we'll be bringing in a guest host to discuss certain categories of movies. Categories such as movies around the world, franchisees, and genre. Certain directors, actors, actresses, and so much more. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy. Listener beware, we will be spoiling the shit out of this. Here we go again. It has been a slight minute since we've done a podcast because we've had a shit show of switching over all our fucking hardware. But I think we got it figured out. So this episode we are going to be doing the best or favorite Korean movies. Which I'm just assuming all of them are from South Korea because North Korean movies are all state propaganda. So... What are we drinking? So we have the small batch from Kirkland. It's from Barton's 1792 Master Distillers. But it's Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And we're drinking on the rocks. Well, this is one time we coordinated because you texted me and said, what are you drinking? (laughs) We're drinking bourbon. I said, yes, we are. So I opened my bottle of bourbon, too. So So I have the... Same bourbon going on, on the rocks. So we have to say we fucked up. <laughs> we did fuck up. We did the, um, we we drank this when we did the Conjuring 2, or 3. Oh, okay. Because, well. We kind of forgot that we said we were going <laughs> to do it with you. Oh. <laughs> and we recorded that episode before I edited the episode we did with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I get to that point, I'm like, oh, fuck. So we have had it before, but it's yeah. delicious. It's well, so smooth. Know, Are you drinking it on the rocks? Just plain on the rocks. I threw um, I threw two black cherries in there. While okay, while just because I wanted to like give it a garnish, it doesn't need any garnish, but it just looked pretty in the glass. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, why not? Why not? Yeah, no, I'm drinking it straight on the rocks, too. No twists, no nothing, no bitters, no nothing. But you soak no the cherries in there and let it sit for a little bit and then bite into it. It'll probably have a really okay. good, delicious taste to it. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. no training wheels no training wheels needed for this bourbon. It's actually a pretty good bourbon. I, I opened it up, took a nice little smell of it, and it was really nice. Oh, really this good. is my buddy sent me a picture because he bought one the same night. Um. And it was like three days later, and he had a little party. And it was like damn near empty. He's like, everybody loved it. We need more. <laughs> and I was like, oh, man, I haven't even tried mine yet. But, well, I'm afraid, like like you said, I don't think it's available very often. No, and I'm sure it's gone. It probably, I bet, it probably is. I'm sure it's going to be one of those things that, like, Somebody's going to hold on to a bottle and sell it for a lot more money because... That's the same thing they were doing like the KBS every year. Yeah. Hold on to it for six months and then sell it for six times what you bought it for. Yeah. Well, now I think they're releasing KBS twice a year, thank God, because that's what was happening. Yeah. (laughs) But I do have a beer back. I do have a beer back, too. It was a long day, and I have a meeting in the morning, so I have bourbon with a beer back. 
Nice. So just a nice little shot or two, double shot yep. or whatever. And yep. It's going down smooth. I'm just like, this it is, is very smooth. Yeah. It's very smooth. And like, <clears throat> I'd say ours is, what do you call that? Uh, basically a double shot. Yeah, we'll call it that. It's probably a bit more, but. We have our $60 um, crystal glasses that we found at, well, from a client. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have a nice rocks glass, put the ice on there, poured it on. Got a nice little melt to it right now. It's just perfect. Nice yep. sipping. You got to let it sit for like a good five minutes, let the ice get to it. Oh, yeah. Oh, See, yeah. I think it would be good neat as well, but. I don't know. I like my stuff on the rocks, especially in the summertime. I like it cold for sure. If summer. it was if it was the winter time when it's a little colder outside, I would definitely be down for you know maybe a nice yeah. room temperature. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I guess each season t- you know does it a little different. No doubt. Oh yeah, but I guess but definitely bourbon on the rocks. For the summers, that's what it is. That's definitely more of a call for than up straight up. Yeah. I mean, you like bourbon. I mean, we should also all talk about. Uh, it's going off the rails for a second, but going down the bourbon trails or something for a weekend or something that'd be fun that's, as hell. That would be fun. And I was just, I was just thinking something. What distillery? I mean, what are the? It's a Kirkland brand, of course, but. What are they comparing it to? You know how you always heard? You know, I don't really know, but I bet you it's probably like if this had a real name to it, maybe like a $100 thing. I think it would be too. I think it would be too. Because what was it, 27 and some change? Yeah, it wasn't even that much. Yeah, it was cheap for a liter. Like, you can't get this good of stuff for this price. Like, I should have bought like a case. I'm kind of pissed right now. But... Well, you'll have to go back and check out this week. Yeah. yeah, maybe they'll have something different this time. Yeah, I can't find their gin. That's what I was in search of, and that's when I saw that. And oh, I do, I do need their gin too. I'm out of their gin. Well, they didn't have it last time I was there, so hopefully they got restocked. Hopefully. Um. Uh, all right. So we are ready. So you know who starts? You know. I wanted to go a little different because you could go to Parasite, you could do Old Boy, you could do The Host. Um, there's so many Korean movies that, to me, are great. and But they're so well-known, and everybody knows they're great. So I rewatched most of those, and then I went off the rails a little bit. And I really liked how this one was well played. I chose The Handmaiden. Okay. INDB of 8.1, Meta 84. The Rotten Tomatoes is a little crazy on this. Oh, fuck, how do you use a droid? Um, the Handmaiden got 95% tomato meter and a 91% audience score i couldn't find a budget but worldwide it did about 38 point or 37.8 million 
Um, the director was Park Chan Wook. And we're not going to go into the other <laughs> names here. Fair enough. <laughs> that's, a, you know, we'll, that's yep. a lot. Have, did you watch this? I I swear to God I've seen this one, too. I, okay, so I, it's on I, Amazon. Yep. Um, They have three different parts. So it starts off with part one, has a part two, and a part three. Part one starts off with um, this. Basically, you hear this girl crying, says it was supposed to be me. It was supposed to be me. And um, this girl goes to Japan or I don't know if it's Japan or. It took place. It was. Was it Japan? It was Japanese. Uh, they took Korean. They people. took over Korea. Yeah. It was, so she was like going to be the new handmaiden for this, um, this, whatever you call that, the higher up, and she has this this girl that has a bunch of money. Her mom was dead. Her aunt died, and she has all the money. But her uncle lives with her and controls her, and this and that, and. Um, so then you find out that she's not any chosen one. She was meant to be there because she grew up as a thief. She can, she can pickpocket. She can do all this. And the, um, count, um, is not really a count. He was a guy that has also grew up in Korea. That's a scammer. And he's scamming them so he can put her in a mental institution and um, get all the money and then promise the person that's going to be the handmaiden 100000 whatever Korean dollars plus all of her jewelry and clothes. And then her family gets 50000 That was their deal. And so they ended up falling in love in part one. And like the handmaiden and the girl, like, and for her to go along with the scheme, she basically had to break her own heart by telling her to, um, to go on, like marry him. You're going to be happy. And like, are you going to be as happy as like we are? Blah, 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 blah. And she just was very upset and, Ended up like at the end of part one, um, they think that they're going to put the, the, whatever the high up into the mental institution, but it was actually the handmaiden. They made her like, look like she was the, the one that was supposed to go in there. Well, then you got part two. And that goes into the whole um her as a daughter or a young girl and how her uncle abused her and like how her aunt got hung by a tree or hung herself from a tree and what really happened from there and it's really crazy because 
everybody's getting played throughout this whole thing. Okay. And there's a lot, like, it's one of those you have to watch because there's so much going on. And you catch these hidden details by, like, the hanging rope on an apple tree. And um, it basically ends with her... There's so much going on. Um, there, there it, are. It ends with her basically getting um. What's the word I'm looking for? Um. She, the the count gets stuck with her uncle stuck in a basement. Um, they break the handmaiden out of out of the mental institution, and dress her up as the count. Okay. And that's how they get into a different country and they're just going to go start a new life. And, um, like it seems like from part one that the handmaiden got played, but in all honesty, it was the count that was getting played through the whole scenario. And like, they had a whole game plan of getting rid of him and getting out of the country because they're all wanted, basically, or the girls wanted. Because after breaking on the mental institution, there are essentially three separate cons going on at the same time. You've got the count and the handmaiden looking to rip off the uh, wealthy woman. The wealthy woman, yeah. You have a con between the count and the wealthy woman. To frame the handmaiden, and you have a con with the handmaiden and the wealthy woman to screw over the count, and they're all playing out simultaneously. Yeah, this is like a really good grifter movie. Yeah, basically, yes. Like that was her job. Like you did not realize what the heck was going on when it first started. Like she's getting dragged to Japan to be a handmaiden. I think it took place in Korea. But, but it, it was, was a Japanese English style house it, that was built. At that point, Japan had like seized control of that portion of Korea. Oh, okay. Is what is it that was. What, okay. I was trying to understand that. And that was really just crazy to me. Like, I don't know. Like, you don't know what the heck's going on in the beginning. And I'm one of those people, if I don't know what the heck's going on in the next 30 minutes, start, I start not checking out, but I start getting like, anxiety i guess antsy antsy like i was like i'm not gonna understand this movie i'm gonna get pissed blah 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 blah. and then part two started and i'm like shit what the fuck and then you make like this out this movie's like two hours and 16 minutes i think and finally by the end you're like huh that was good but yeah antsy is the right word for that because i just want to know and I can't figure it out because it's one of those movies that it just takes twists and turns that are just there out are, of the... There are several of those, for sure. It takes a lot of them. It's just like, oh, shit, that came out of left field. Like, I don't know. It was pretty... I fell in love with it. And like I said, this movie... That's why I chose this movie because everybody knows about the others. But they don't know something like this, I guess. Even though tomato meter and audience score are high. I mean, if you look at it also, 
a lot of Korean movies are very highly rated. Oh yeah, yeah there's I mean. so many. Like, un- like probably we watched that YouTube clip earlier. Like, um, fifteen better movies than Hollywood or something. Yeah, like it's so true. Like these movies are well done, and they don't take like. There's a lot of movies I watch Amer- that are American. That's like. I can guess what tw- twist and turn is going to happen. I can guess how the ending's going to end. But no way in hell could I have figured out this movie on how this was going to end or what twist and turns it was going to make. Sure. And that's why I chose this. Like it was one of those movies that was just it was well done. Well, like you said, you know, the Korean movies out there right now, I mean, if you think about it, you know, Hollywood imitates what is good. I'm not saying I'm saying this is the ring, but you know, you got the grudge and everything else. You know, how many times have you seen a Korean movie remade to lackluster performance? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. You know, sometimes you just like you, there's no way I'm throwing where I know this is not a subject we're supposed to be touching on right now. There is no way that Hollywood could make train to Busan. No, no, I'm no, that is no, but I guarantee you they will try. And really, I think they will. What if, what if Zack Snyder did? I mean, Uh, at that point, it'd just be a rehash of Army of the Dead or Dawn of the Dead, like the one we just watched on Netflix. Yeah, Army of the Dead. Yeah, I mean, basically, that's why when you said that, I'm like, okay, Zack Snyder, like. He'd probably put his hands on that. Well, he I mean, would in a heartbeat. And, and, and you know what? He it would still there would be a loyal fan base, totally watching it. Absolutely. Because there's Zack Snyder fans. Yep, there's Zack Snyder fans. But was it really truly a better product, as you want to call it? Yeah, that's the problem. But, but I no, mean, that, 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 that's that's a very good point because I don't know if we're going to have it. But it's worth mentioning. Old boy, they remade. Oh, yeah. Spike Lee's version was garbage. Comparatively. Oh, my, oh my God. I, I I will tell you the Spike Lee one. I'm sorry, Spike Lee. I'm sorry. I don't mean to say this. I lasted 30 minutes into it, and I was watching it at home, and I turned it over. <laughs> oh, you didn't make it through the whole thing? No, I didn't make it. Oh, my yeah, God. It was not good. Yeah. It's like point break. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, when we choose those... You know, bad remakes. You know that was up there. I was doing American for American remakes, but not like Korean to American. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, but I remember just saying, okay, this isn't. I understand why he wanted to make it. I did. You know, there was not any reason why I could not see why I could. I could even see where he was going when he remade it. But in all honesty, some of his directorial choices that he chose for just did not move the storyline along at the speed and the subtleness that old boy had. Yeah. I I agree. And I, I think there's a part of it where American people or American moviegoers probably didn't see the original to begin with. So, all right, we can cash in on that. It's a good story beginning to end. But if you had seen the original, it's like, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. Definitely. I 
Yeah. I saw Old Boy because of you. Yeah. And like I always will say, my first foreign favorite was the, the Millennium Series. The yeah. Millennium Series. But that then I think right after that you're like, dude, let's check out Old Boy. And we put Old Boy on. I was like, okay, this is awesome. And so like you're the biggest reason I got into reading movies is what I called it. Well, you know, and, well, and I'll touch on something a little bit later when we talk about my movie with my husband, God. you know, if it can, if anything with subtitles can keep my husband occupied, then it's a good movie. Oh, he's not big into foreign films. No, no, he okay. had never started watching. No, he never started watching any foreign film until we started doing this podcast. Oh, right on. Oh, that's okay. cool. <laughs> So this is so his first forte into foreign films was this podcast because he just decided to start watching them with me. So I'll touch on that a little bit. Yeah. All right. So I'll finish out The Handmaiden. I mean, yeah, to me was the first time I saw it. it was on your list for the year in review. I wanted to watch re- it. I just didn't get to it. Yeah, you just didn't but get to I had, it. I had heard of it before. Yeah. So um, that's... One one thing that has to be said about this movie is there is some gratuitous lesbian sex involved yeah, in it. Yeah, it was very, I mean, very, very intense. Half the time I thought we were watching a French film. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. That being, yeah. I it mean, was very intense. So that's, you know, that's quite, well, never mind. I was going to make a statement, but I mean, it's on Amazon. Yeah. Did, did Amazon buy the rights to this or do they just are showing it now? I'm I just think they just have the streaming rights to it. And I don't know okay. if it's part of my AMC. Because some of that stuff, when we, when we search on our TV, it just says it's included. But I have the AMC thing on Amazon. We paid right. Which, well, I mean, we could probably get that on the TV as its own. Yeah, thing. I don't know. It's just streaming. I think it's on Amazon. Amazon. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Well, the whole point is, is um, my shutter is part of AMC. Oh really? I I believe yeah, so because I, it, no, yeah. I think AMC and Shutter are under a bigger umbrella. Yeah, There's it's really weird. A bunch of shit. I don't. I don't know exactly. I don't know. I just pay four ninety nine a month for it. The yeah, we just fuck it. It's like five dollars. <laughs> it took me like, actually, it just took me till like a week ago. I'm like, what's this four ninety nine come out of my account for the last four months? Haven't really questioned <laughs> it. And then I finally like two weeks ago, I was like, oh shit, that's my AMC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to really threat about $5 here and there. And I was like, oh, that's what it is. It's a coffee. It's a coffee. Basically. (laughs) Yeah. So, I I mean, when you see The Handmaid, okay, you know, the title right there, you know, some people I think might get it confused with The Handmaid's Tale, which is on Hulu, whatever. You know, there's so many, just going into this, there's so many movies out there and other series and stuff that are using almost the same titles and it's confusing because you can kind of look at stuff you think you're going to get it but then it's like "Eh." but i think like i said i I swear to god i know i've seen part one 
in this movie that you're talking about because when you were describing it with her yeah. it wasn't meant to be and I swear I saw it. I just don't know if I ever finished it. Well I'm gonna have to This is definitely worth a watch. Okay. Um it's like I said, like you have to force yourself to finish it because at some point I'm like, I don't know what the fuck is going on right now. And I think it was in the middle of part two. I was like, Oh shit. And then it started getting really intense. So I think like it took about an hour, maybe an hour, and 10 minutes. And then you're just like, okay. And then you're drawn into the TV. You're yeah, just like, right. there is some pretty graphic violence in that too. Oh yeah. There's <laughs> a few couple scenes. There's a lot of sex, nudity, graphic, you know, violence. violence. Yep. Um, very, very. I think it was good. It was a great movie. Just, I like those movies. Towards the end, you're just like, holy shit, that just happened. Yeah, it's on my list now to watch again. Because, like I said, I think I have it on my list already. I just have not finished it. Yeah. So what would you get it on a scale of one to 10? Because you said, you know, we were talking about how the Rotten Tomato meter has it like 93 and 91. I give, give an 8.5. Okay. Okay. So the IMD, IMDD and the meta scores you're agreeing with. Oh, definitely. I am. I give it a strong 8.5 and, you know, I probably give it a little higher, but it's one of those movies I'd like to see if a second round because it probably would get higher if I saw it a second time around. Yeah. It's just one of those, like, there's some moments, like I said, I lost contract for a minute because I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> and then, so I think I'd the next time around, I'd watch it a little more, just study it a little bit more. You might even catch shit from Catch shit, yeah. That's know. the best way to put it. Like, the spots that I zoned out on, like, oh, okay, this is what's happening. So I'd definitely give it a second round, and I bet my second round would be over a nine. But uh, out right now, I'll give it a solid eight point five. Good, 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 good. Stepping on my list now to watch. Did you end up watching the first? Half? I didn't watch the. You walked in towards the, the last part one. Yeah, it was the latter end of part one. I did not go back and rewatch. I should have, but. What I saw, I liked a great deal. Oh, for it was, sure. like I said, strong. From what you've seen, what would you rate? Uh, I mean, yeah, you're in the seven and a half to eight and a half range, I think. Um, yeah, even like missing the first half hour or whatever I missed, I was still engrossed in it. Yeah. And that means a lot right there. I mean, if it can catch you halfway through the movie... You know, that's pretty good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. On to you. All right. So, <clears throat> I do like I do like watching foreign films, and I think Korean cinema is my favorite international cinema of any country. There is, and that being said, I think Bong Joon-ho, the director of Parasite and all those movies, is one of the five oh, to ten the best directors 
working. The mother, I forgot to bring up. That was a good and mother. He did the host. He did. Yeah. Paris. I mean, he did the American yep. Snowpiercer. Like, I mean, yep. he is one of my favorite directors working. That being said, I didn't pick one of his movies because kind of like you wanted to. I wanted to showcase something a little different. I mean, Old Boy was my number one movie of 2004 or whatever year it came out. Yeah, I think that's right. It's 2004. I think you're right. So I didn't want to do that because, again, it's a little well-known. So the movie that I chose was The Villainous. Oh, I saw this when I was um, I was scrolling through stuff. It came out in 2017. An IMDb of 6.7. A Metascore of 64. Rotten Tomatoes of 85% tomato meter. 66% audience. I could not find a budget. It made $27,741 domestically. Worldwide, $8,737,458. It was directed by Byung Jil Jung. Written by Byung Sik Jung and Byung Jil Jung. I... <laughs> Sorry for anybody who I offended. You know, no, we just go with it. You know, it is what it is. It is what it is. That's the truth. You know, say whatever, say yeah. it as best as we can. Yeah, that's the best you can do for sure. But I had considered doing this movie when we did our female spy podcast. Mm. Except, she's not really a spy. She's a straight up assassin. That's true. So, See, I mean, I never seen this. You didn't watch it for the year interview because this made my list. No, I don't think you, we watched this one okay. together. I saw the parts that I walked into after I came home from the gym, but I don't know. Did you see this? I was scrolling through this and it was on my list of things to watch, but, but I had. No, 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 no. I chose like five. This one did not make it since I'm in the week of hells of training. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. Well, I and, highly recommend it. it it's okay. Like the opening seven minutes, I would say. Like, did you see Hardcore Henry? Yes. The absolutely. movie, the first seven minutes of this movie are shot from that point of view perspective. Okay. And she's. You don't even know it's a she at that point. It just opens up from her perspective. She busts through a door and just starts mutilating people, just cutting through them like it was nothing. And it's, it's like old boy in the sense that there's a big old hallway uh, fight scene. There's a stairway fight scene. She's in the kitchen. She's shooting people. She's stabbing people. And it's all shot as like it's a single shot. Okay. So we're doing like, okay, gotcha. And she's not like a Jason Bourne or nothing hurts her. She's she's getting cut up. She's getting hit. And she, you don't know what her motivation is. She's just going through people. And she ends up in a, like, dojo. And she's fighting these guys. And they take her and they slam her face into the mirror. But then as you pull back from the mirror, it breaks that point of view and goes into a normal perspective. Ooh. 
it was oh that's cool that's it was cool. really fucking cool no the way you just said it i mean i could literally picture it i mean that i don't have we ever had anything like that any, i can't think of any other movie i've ever seen like that the like i said hardcore henry is the yeah, only movie the i only could movie think whereas, but that movie was well, no. straight point of view but with the way it shifts like that, that's that that's a good way to shift. Yeah, and it was wild. And she ends up getting arrested for basically killing this entire gang. And I don't know if it's the Korean Secret Service or the army. Somebody decides that she could be useful. And so they fake her death. Give her all this plastic surgery, make her look like a completely different girl, and then start training her. And while the movie's going on, you realize you get flashbacks to her youth and shit, and she's been essentially getting trained her whole life. Okay. And it's they work at like kind of the Russian Red Room where they're training. It's all women or all girls, and they're training them in guns and blades and everything, but they're also putting her in a vocation, whether you be a chef or an actress or they just try you off for everything. And she, well, Jesus Christ, I'm going to have myself. No, it's all right. Go ahead. She got arrested and she just wanted to die because later in the movie, you find out that her husband was murdered and she goes to this compound to get trained and turns out that she wants to die, but she's pregnant. So she decides to stick with it. It's kind of a, you work for us for 10 years and you get free life and pension. And okay. so she's in this compound. She has her baby and she's training, but she's already kind of been trained so she's fucking people up. She has an adversary. She has a friend. And they go and let her out. Like you, they give her her first job. And if she gets her first job done correctly, she will get reacclimated into society and she'll just be like a sleeper agent. Well, let you know when there's a job for you to do. So she goes and Finishes her first contract with some hiccups, but she kills the guy who she just sees that he has a daughter, which flashes back to her childhood. And you find out that her father was murdered in front of her. Ah. And so she's all gung ho now. She And the government, when they release her to be a sleeper agent, they put a male agent to kind of keep an eye on her and try to create a relationship with her. Okay. So that happens. They start getting close. The sleep, the male agent actually falls in love with her and they get married. And on her wedding day, she has to go and try and make an assassination from a four story bathroom. And the person she's supposed to assassinate is her first husband oh 
So she fucks it up, and that goes sideways. <coughs> and, yeah, it's... I, I'm butchering this fucking movie, but... No, it doesn't sound like it at all. It just it makes me more and more intrigued, because it's like it's not like it's jumping all over the place, but every... T- but everything that you're saying You're not to spoiling me- the shit out of it, basically. You're yeah. basically giving a wide like what I did with my movie. Like you don't want to continue to the end of these movies because if people have not seen this and want to get introduced mm-hmm. into these Korean movies, you don't wanna spoil the end. Or because, you don't wanna spoil no- the whole movie. It's like one of those like you wanna watch it. Right. And with what you're saying is it makes me want to watch it. Well, what you're saying, like I said, also, I'm going to agree with you because you're just talking about when you initially said she's not like a Jason Bourne. She's getting hurt. And my mind jumped to Tom McBlonde, Charlize Theron, Ava with Jessica Chastain. I mean, I'm thinking these are the spies slash assassins. And they actually, and it made me think like, oh my God, you were so right. I swear to God, when it's a woman in this position in Hollywood or whatever, in comparison to its male counterpart, the woman is the woman is always getting hurt. They show her physically hurting, but she gets beyond it. So then you were saying that, and then you were making me think of something else when it came to I, I was comparing her to Closer with Naomi 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 Raypace. You know, I was going back and forth with all this stuff, so. The way you're describing it to me, I'm seeing bits and pieces of other heroines in other movies that maybe possibly they did take it from there because it's what, 2017? 17, yeah. Well, I'm I'm pretty sure Atomic Bond and a few of the other ones came up before and then that. There's Anna too. Anna watched... too. Yeah. Yeah, we saw Anna. We did the Anna, which they are making her they're giving her a vocation and they're training her and we it's, saw that in theaters. That was a pretty good movie. Yeah. And it's just like, I'm like, I'm picturing and trying you, the way you're describing it to me, it's fine because I keep on picturing other parts of movies that I have watched before. And it's making me more intrigued because I'm also wanting to try to see the correlation of how they did it, where it's at. So keep on going. This You're doing good. Don't, you're not smelling anything. Well, uh, I mean, I don't even know where I was. There's a lot, like with your movie, there were some twists, for sure. The movie isn't torn chronologically. Going forward, you find out more about her backstory. And the whole reason, the opening scene, the first, the point of view scene, was done after her first husband, this took, place back a ways got killed and so they show like the whole how it happened she got betrayed by her husband her husband is actually alive and that's who she was supposed to kill on her wedding second wedding day shit and it was her husband first husband who killed her father and the action pieces are absurd. It's very frenetic. It's quick pace. It reminds me a little bit of John Wick with long single shots. Okay. I mean, 
from what you're saying, it's just a high action. Um, it is from the two seconds that I've seen it. There's, you know, the typical Korean like sword fighting, like drop the gun and we're gonna sit there and sword fight each other. I mean, that was the, I think I sat in for like five ten minutes because I got home. Um, but yeah, I mean, it it's looks pretty good. I mean, I don't, I don't think I've seen it, but yeah, because I would have clicked in if I would have, you know. Usually it does. But no, I totally, um, yeah. I mean, this made my list you for twenty seventeen. Sounds very interesting because if it's like a Korean version of somewhat like John Wick and all those action movies, that's a pretty good, you know, everything right, right there. Yeah. That being, that being said, is there a sequel to this? I mean, I mean the way I mean I would assume if it's. Feels like they would have made a sequel to this. There hasn't been it, and it okay. has a pretty. I won't talk about how the ending ambiguous. Yeah, ending is a bit ambiguous, but there are some horrific moments in the movie that are okay. Okay. Yeah, they're uh, tough, <laughs> to say the least. You know that is the whole point. You know, you don't. Like both you and I, I'm like, I swear to God, I have not seen this movie, but I want to see this movie. And then like, you're like, well, I don't know if I've seen this movie. And people are like, what do you mean you don't know if you've seen this movie? <laughs> I'm like, you know, the amount of mov- movies we watch, they start to blend together. They start to blend together, you know, and then was once it, you put it back on. Was yeah, it with then you that through. one day I was turning two movies into one or was that with the other guy? That was on the year interview. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I started ter- taking two movies and combining it to one because they're very similar. I was like, and you're just sitting there like, dude, this sounds awesome. <laughs> you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah. I basically just did a whole new movie. <laughs> well, you know, maybe we should be in Hollywood. That's all we're saying. Maybe we should be in Hollywood. Exactly. I think we'd be better. So, what is this streaming on? This was on Tubi. Tubi. Oh, okay. Originally, Lauren, I want we did the. It Which made my ads. 2017 list. It used to be on Hulu. Okay. But now it's just it's on Tubi and a couple other ones that are pretty obscure. Look like. Okay. Okay. So well, you got Pluto. Well, you got Pluto now. Crackle. There's so many other. There's so many oh. out there. Yeah. I want to do my own. Of what? I don't know. Something crazy. Like the best horror. Like there's so many ways you can different, like categorize these movies better. I think like, I don't know. There's some of these sites I'm on. Like this is not a horror movie. This is a comedy. Like, Oh, I see what you're saying. The way they've had some sites put it as a different, in a genre that you don't agree with. Yeah. There we go. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So oh. you give this what a seven or an eight? I yeah, I'd be right at probably an eight. And like I said, this is not my favorite Korean film. I just thought it needed to be discussed. Well, that you know, sometimes you just got to go ahead and do that. I mean, I have a couple other favorite Korean films, and I watched them, and then I watched two more and then i actually let my husband decide and he doesn't know he decided which one i'm which one i'm talking about 
Yeah. So. All right. Well, drum roll. Drum roll for me. Okay. Um, you've listed all the the main ones. You have the host. You know, there's you've yeah. listed pretty much everyone. Ritual. There's another one called the ritual. There's another one called yeah. the temple. Um, the, the one that I did a podcast on thirst. Thirst. That was, that was good. Yep. One. Thirst. You, you know, we had to eliminate Trainer Busan, Peninsula, all yeah. that. My husband likes that one. I actually watched um, Eighth Night. I don't know if you guys have seen this one yet. We have not. I have okay. not. Okay, I watched Eighth Night, and then I watched it with my husband, and I wanted to see his reaction. And then I watched Alive, and then I watched it with my husband. Was that the hashtag alive on Netflix? Hashtag alive. I did watch that one too. I liked that one. Yep. I have seen that one. And watching his, I mean, okay, so the difference between this, I mean, I I don't want to say all Korean movies are zombies. They're not. The Eighth Night is about demonic possession. You know, I was making some comparisons in my head with that. Um, Story was pretty good to follow i feel like they could have expanded on a little bit more and my husband watched the movie with me and then i turned on hashtag alive and i had already seen him watching night eats the world which is the french version of i think hashtag alive and i had already watched him um watch the american version of alone which is of um alive he got so involved in the hashtag alive movie the korean version that he forgot to do like because he has his like his little favorite you know games he plays on his phone he forgot to get his gold hammer (laughs) 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 like of course and i'm like i'm like i kind of laughed about it a little bit and i'm like okay and here's my man here's my husband who's never literally watched any you know foreign films until we started this podcast it's been what april of 2020 you know so i mean the premise of the movie we all kind of like know the premise of the movie you have um a teenage slacker i don't know if you want to i don't want to say he's a teenager or not a teenager but he's the epitome of a korean slacker where his parents basically do everything for him you have the overachieving parents and the sister but they're not you don't see them throughout the whole entire movie you just they're alluded to the whole entire movie right he wakes he wakes up rolls out of bed there's a note on the on the table saying hey buy groceries da 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 we'll see you we're doing this and that but and then the first thing he does is he gets up he logs in and gets on the video game because he's a gamer you know and it's like you know you hear about you know and it's in you know and then you have to understand you know there is complexes you know they're living in these huge apartment complexes in korea and then all of a sudden the zombie outbreak happens no shit you know and he's on the gaming system doing that and the next thing you know it's you know the phone systems go down this goes down followed by you know, you kind of like have a little bit of a zombie land here because the next door neighbor tries to come in, but he's really bitten. Once again, zombie land. Yeah. You know, you got a little bit of everything. And 
you know, he's casting on the social channels. I must, because he gets one message from his parents saying, you must, you must survive. And he does a hashtag, I must survive. And he's posting on social media like every day, because that's what they did. Yeah. You know, they, that's, you know, that's how they stay connected to their ability to um, identify with the world and the world around them. And to slowly see him revert back to thinking of how he can be who he is, how he can better himself, not better himself, but continue on. You know, it's like he was, you know, day one, he's doing this day two, he's still gaming day three. He, you know, finally he's realizing it's not ending and slowly he starts to think ahead other than what he needs to do. And he goes through all the ranges of emotions. He tries to, kill himself but then he makes a connection with a lady across the compound it's almost like a project it's like a project it's like it's a a huge complex you know and once again i'm here i'm saying this i'm comparing it to night eats the world which is the french version where a guy wakes up from a party and he's stuck in an apartment and the zombie apocalypse all happened around him he has to survive and then another girl comes in there's so much here but to see a little bit of a transformation of, I think it's, to me, you don't really, you see zombies, you see them there, you, yeah, you see them eating you or whatever, whatever. It's one of those, I think it's more of a character development movie from a loner, gamer, self-indulged kid to becoming a person that's aware of other people, his surroundings, caring, and wanting to survive and help another person survive. So he develops within, I guess, the course of a month, because they keep on saying day one, day 20, whatever. And you realize he's surviving, not only is he surviving, but he's becoming a better person. That's why I like the movie. And once again, here I am. And whatever form movie I choose, I just wanna point this out to everyone. If it makes my husband forget what he's doing and watching it, and he doesn't like reading because he's dyslexic, he really doesn't. He doesn't like reading because he's dyslexic. I mean, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. You know, he, if it makes him do that, and he actually will stop what he's doing and he'll wait to the end of the movie to begin to finish what he's doing. Solid movie, solid movie. Whether or not, I mean, it was set in one little apartment. Well, they did have the scenes in other places, but really, you did simple movie um let me go ahead and i was pulling i was having one was talking to you guys i should have pulled this up beforehand why is my ipad yeah i was wondering what the numbers were yeah once again here we go i'm dealing with ipad issues i need to buy a new ipad how old is yours oh my god i've had it forever okay so that makes sense i have it's like the second generation we're like what generation now Oh, I mean, I just look at the 12, 8, I can't remember. Yeah, we're up there. Yeah. Um, So, Alive. Okay, so it's directed by Cho Ying Ho. I can't really say that much. I don't know how to. Yeah, we're not going there. It's fine. It's based on a novel by Alone, which, so that's what I was trying to, I was trying to understand it did. Alive come first or alone come first when it came to like the American and the South Korean version. Um, it's by um, 
based on a novel by Matt Naylor. So I'm kind of like confused there. Produced by Eugene Lean. Um, great cinematography. It was released in um, South Korea, June 24th, 2020. It's 99 minutes long. And it made U.S. box office, they said, $14.7 million for U.S. box office. Let me see if they have, go ahead and get my IMBD. We got ahead, we got IMBD of 6.2. And we have um, Meta of 7.8 and hmm. Rotten Tomatoes of 88%. That's good numbers. Decent like, numbers. Like I said, most Korean films have high numbers. They're all good movies. It's hard to choose just one. Well, this is why, you know, once again, so it's on my iPad. I have it up. I have it. I had it thumbnailed so I could just go back and click on what I needed to, along yeah. with alone, along with alone and night eats the world. But the funny thing is, is I type this in and it says alive. And it says it's on Voodoo. Okay. I just yeah. literally watched it again on Netflix and it yeah. doesn't listen that it's on Netflix again. Yeah, that's where I watched it. it yeah. Was on Netflix. And that's the funny thing, you know, sometimes I feel like when you type in for your streaming service, you might think, Oh, I can't watch it because I don't have it. You know, I can't get to it. I just wanted to take a moment. Always double check your streaming service because I knew it, I was like I knew I had watched it from before, yeah. so I'm like, oh, where did I watch it before? And I type it in just to kind of refresh my memory instead of trying to go through every single streaming service right, that right. I had. And I'm like, why is it only seeing Voodoo? And I'm like, and I found it. It was fine, but I'm just like, oh. Sometimes I think some of those things are so inaccurate. So once again, I'm going to give this a good eight point five. You know, you nice. see. You, you got your typical, I don't want to say that South Korea is actually, I don't want revolutionized. They, uh, I'm sorry. They are setting the bar for zombies. Okay. Okay. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. They're not, not whether or not it's a true zombie movie, but I feel like they're setting whether or not be CGI or the makeup or how the whole entire action sequences are filmed. I feel like they're setting the bar because not that you want disbelief, but I literally, I don't see fakeness in any of that. I, I, I hope I point is coming across there. Yeah. I, it okay. doesn't look like, it looks like train to Busan and not like I am legend. Where it's just a there whole horde. That's yeah. Just that's the best way to put it. That's what was kind of going through my head. Like, damn. You know, and you know, you could knock whatever movie you want, but I was like, I just like saw this. I mean, you see them. I and not that you believe a zombie apocalypse is coming, but it could. You never know. Oh my god! Let's not get in that, but it could. It could. You never know. But let's. <laughs> it's just like. I just felt like, yes, it suspends my disbelief. So if a movie I'm watching suspends my disbelief, it's a good movie, you know. Yeah. But um, I guess where I'm going, the reason why I said, and this is something else you said at the top of the hour, you know, 
we did I both of us, all three of us, did not need to say South Korea. No. We just yeah. we just yeah. automatically yeah. yeah. <laughs> We just all automatically assume when I said Korean it was going to be South yeah, Korea. <laughs> I, I, I don't think there are any North Korean movies that are available for the fucking outside I, public. No. It, you know, that's another thing, you know. And when we saw that, you know, and I, you said it's your favorite country. Absolutely. To me, I'm going to say between that and I want to say South Korea's is actually a nudged up about above Italy for me. See. Okay. Because I'm thinking Italy back from the seventies and stuff, because I remember the old films from back then. That, the Argentine, you know. I mean, Italy, my only real entry into that is the Argento movies. That's what and I'm like saying. That, that's really all I know about Italian fucking cinema. You know, I'm but those are, those are fucking incredible. See, Don't get me yeah. wrong. And Spain, Spanish films. What's what I like about those too are there's a lot of dark horror that comes out of Spain, and that's a fun one to do too. Just like, and I don't know what, which one did I choose from Spain. I don't think it was a horror, but um, they have wreck. Let's just putting that out. Like, yeah, and that's your favorite. That's I think that's one of your favorite movies of all that's time. That's one of mine yeah. for sure. Yep. I mean, Quarantine was decent for the remake, definitely. But yeah. We're, yeah. As far as remakes go, yeah. But that, you know, South Korea. I mean, that's why I chose it because I knew they have so many different movies out there. Like I said, I watched all the basics again. Watched a couple other ones. There are so before. many, so and, many. Yeah. And then I feel like it's almost terrible because here I am. I watched it, and then. Whether or not I'm downstairs on the elliptical and I watch it, I'll literally come upstairs and watch it again that night and watch him watch it. <laughs> I and everyone's like, "Well, that's kind of stupid. You just seen the movie like six hours ago," and I'm like, "But to watch him do it, you know, to see someone else's eyes that it, I feel like that's almost a, a better tale of a movie if it's better or worse or good." Yeah. Yeah, I, I, there is that feeling of introducing something to somebody that they've never heard of. Yeah, and then they enjoy it like you do. There's something to that for sure. And yeah, that's, absolutely. That's why I really enjoy like tonight's conversation was. We didn't choose all a movie. Like I never saw yours or both of yours. Yeah. Um, you caught. You missed a third of mine. You came in yep. towards the, the third of it. Um, but yeah, like that's what I love about it because you just don't choose the average Joe Korean movie. Like, oh, let's talk about Parasite. Like everybody's seen Parasite. Like everybody's seen. Old, well, if you're a true movie buff, you've seen the true old boy. You have seen that all. But um. That's what I loved about tonight's conversation is we definitely expanded onto the different parts of what people have not heard of. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I, that's, what's great. Like if you probably listen to most podcasts, people talk about the huge, you got to go deep down and dirty and you got to talk about the, about that, um, 
Parasite. Like that was a great movie. I mean, yeah, you have, you're doing a podcast on Korean films. You have to at least mention that. Because well, you know, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, you want to you want to touch on the hidden gems, and yeah, because everyone focuses on the knowns, you yeah. know, and yeah, exactly, and yeah, I. That's why I chose mine. Great and movie, and it's kind of, and it's kind of why I chose mine too because you know there's so many other versions kind of out there that I feel like you got alive, alone, whatever you when you type when you type in stuff. Sometimes you don't get the one you want to really see, so it gets overlooked because there's too many names that are similar. Some things get overlooked sometimes. Most definitely. Yeah. I mean, that was a problem. When I was trying to look up shit for The Handmaiden when we were mm-hmm. doing that. Anytime you get to The Hand on the IMDb, ha- yeah, there's so many different... corrects The Handmaid's Tale. Like, yeah. Yep. You have to dig a little deeper to get to some shit. Yeah, and that's what's really different about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, we all enjoy foreign films, and I'm hoping there are some people that are, like, listening to this, they enjoy it, or they're, like, expanding beyond what their normal genre of horror film, not horror, I mean, foreign films is, okay? Because, you know, like, you know, we got the French, we got, you know, German, Russian. Well, I watched that Russian one. It's on um, the one that just came out on Shutter. Sputnik. No, there's another one that just came out on Shutter. Oh. I can't remember. Below, uh, above, below, something or other. It's it just came out. Oh my god, so I'm losing the name. But yeah, it's it was a good movie. So yeah. it's a it's a Russian one. So you might want to try it. It just it's on feature like like a week and a half, two weeks ago. I watched it. Okay. Huh. Because I just yeah. watched a Russian horror film for, I think, 2020. Mm-hmm. And that was really fucking good, too. And I, again, I don't have much history with Russian films, but. Yeah, I mean, that'll be fun down the road with us. The whole thing is that I never expanded on that whole conversation. Well, that being said, I'm going to throw this out there. I mean, I'm sure it just came out July 4th, Tomorrow War. Haven't watched it yet. It was good. It was decent. It was decent. It was good. I heard it was pretty good. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with it. It got uh, re-upped for a sequel, so. I haven't heard of this one. It's a Chris Pratt sci-fi war movie on Amazon. Okay, yep. Now I know. Once you say Chris Pratt, boom. Great actor. Yeah. And evidently, Paramount is having Quiet Place 2 now. Yep, yep. that's on there now. And you got that one, right? Yep, we got that one. So we got to like get all this going on. I got like, I have <laughs> not. Okay, so <laughs> been so busy working. My list of things to watch are Cruella, because I still haven't finished oh, it. Oh, Right. I know, I know, I know, I know. Talk to me Black about this. Black Widow? Have you watched Nep- that? Nope, I haven't done it yet. I mean, I had watched Werewolves Within. Yeah, how was that? Oh, my God, it was hilarious. I, 
that it it was a comedy. It was a comedy werewolf movie. Just let you guys know. Okay. It was good. Definitely it was put good. that on the list. I, I saw met... the trailer. I wanted to see it for sure. Okay. Think Knives Out. Okay. With werewolves. Huh. Sold. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I'll take yep. that. That sounds fun. Yep. And and it's got the AT&T girl in it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, there we go. Yeah. Got it. No, I'm just saying it was good. I And then I had got the Nobody. Have not watched it yet. Okay. I've heard really good things about that. Well, you, we haven't watched it either. You own that now. Yep. Because, because that. it was on. It was on sale. <laughs> nice, yep. And it's just like the list of my stuff goes on and on and on. And then, oh, and it's kind of hard because, oh, I finally wore my elliptical out. And I have a new Nordic track downstairs now. Nice. Yeah, and I took the elliptical out and put it on the curb. And it was gone in an hour. <laughs> there you go. I'm like, works for me. Works for me. So. <laughs> Once I get back next week, I figure I got better hours again, and I can be able to do watch a little bit more. So I'm like looking forward to this. I'm like I got a list of everything I want to watch. Yep. Well, we also have to get the Star Wars. That's next one. Yeah. Star Wars is the clone movie. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> well, we got we got to do it. Yep. So we got. We gotta suffer through, guys. Suffer okay, through. We gotta, do, we gotta, we gotta do it. So we got clone, and then Sith, right? Yep. Okay, and then are we going to? Is it Force Awakens and then Rogue One, or Rogue One then Force Awakens? Uh, Force Awakens will be first because we're doing it the way they were released, right. not yep, chronologically. So. Gotcha. Okay, then I just want to make. Sure. Okay. And then it would, yeah, it, I believe it went Force Awakens, Rogue One, mm-hmm. uh, Last Jedi, and then Solo, or did Solo come out before Jedi? Solo came out before Jedi, okay. I think. I'm pretty sure. You can double check me on that I will, one. Yeah, well, you're going to have to double check that. Once again, I'm sure there's some Star Wars people ruling over their graves that I don't know the exact release date. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, but I'm loving it. Oh my god. It was it was good. It was nice to watch some different movies. It really was. Yeah, definitely. And then uh just let me know about your schedule. One what works next but next next week. Okay, well, uh, well, you know, I'm done with that wonderful technical MIT. I do have my schedule cuz my schedule is now being written a month at a time. Nice. <laughs> Okay, so next week is the 19th. I have off Wednesday. Wednesday um, is usually the best for me. I also can be, I get home at 5 o'clock on Thursday. Oh, that might work too. And then that weekend, though, I'm in, Um, I have Jim's grandma's. Mm-hmm. funeral thing so like we can shoot for wednesday thursday since we only have to watch one movie you know yeah. what i'm saying so let's just keep posted um i might have a few things going on next week um but i could definitely plan around either one of those days so i'll give i'll let you know sunday for sure yep and the clothes are on sunday yeah 
So I'll send you a text to say, let's do this one and we'll go from there. Yeah, well, I just realized what's on my TV as we're going through this podcast. Raise the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> is that uh, James Cameron one? Uh, no, this has got Jason Coburn in it. I didn't even realize it was on. It was 1980. Oh, Jesus. Jason Robards, Richard Jordan, something. They raised the Titanic because there's some sort of plutonium or something in it. Oh, goodness. Like, oh, my good Lord, it's, 19, it's 1980. We'll just go with that. I'm like, yeah. what? I'm like, I wasn't even paying attention. I'm like, what was I watching before that this was? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's not. <laughs> you know how it goes from you know you you have it on the TV. You're just like oh, da, 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 something was watching, and I'm like, damn, when did this come on? Because it's actually looks like it's almost over with. Yeah. I'm like, I remember it being on <laughs> when we started this. <laughs> oh, okay, so yeah, we'll get back with next week. We're doing uh, Attack of the Clones. Attack of the Clones. Yep. So I'll let you know what day works best. Still loving this shit? Still loving it. Awesome. All right, we'll, we'll talk to you. Keep in touch. We'll go from there. Okay, thanks. Yep, Bye. have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.